This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine and that soft, sustainable and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. This is episode number 166 of the Better Life, Better Work show. Are you ready? Um, This is a sweet little shorty for you. Um, inspired from one of my glorious deep coaching client sessions. Um, No private information has been shared, but I think this is a distinction for those of you who are Gen X and and maybe even baby boomer too. I don't know. I can't speak for baby boomers, but a lot of my people are Gen X. Um, And a lot of my people grew up and some of them are still in faith-based communities. And so, Today's episode is about the distinction between faith and trust and how some of the ways that those might have gotten wonky in your system. And so enjoy today's listen. If you get something out of it, let me know. Share it. I appreciate it. Hey, hey. I have an important distinction for my recovering overachiever, high-performing Gen X business people who also grew up or maybe are still in faith-based communities. If um, So the first part, I don't have this written down, so dear God, please let me be organized. The first part is faith versus trust. We mix those two up. We mix faith and trust up. And faith is something we have in religion. Faith is something we have in magic. Faith is something we have even in quantum physics. I mean, technically, if you've studied the science, you can have trust. But faith is evidence and belief in the unseen. And those of us that grew up with language of have faith in God and trust God... Many of us mix those two up. And because we're taught at a very young age to have faith in something unseen, we don't actually understand the power of why we can trust ourselves through the processes and nurturing habits we do for our business or for our life. Trust takes time. I had a, um, after my divorce and before my marriage, in my wild days, y'all have seen the video where it says, I once was a raging whore, now I'm a life coach. Um, I had a friend, I used to, you know, get my heart broken by these men, and he would say, Allison, trust takes time. And I didn't get it. And I finally got it later, 
and I've talked with my clients about this. When I taught, like if I needed to tie my, t- I'm wearing my um, ASICs tennis shoes right now. And if I needed to bend down and tie my shoe, I could tie my shoe and completely talk to you without looking at it. Why? Because I've done it so many times. I have put effort into the process of tying my shoes so many millions of times that I can do it while doing three other things at once. But at one point I taught kindergartners. And if any of you have ever seen a kindergartner without Velcro try to learn to tie a shoe, it's quite traumatic. They do not know how to do it. It is new. They don't have the muscle memory. They do not have time on the task. And so many, so much of the suffering I sometimes see, especially with my achievement level clients. I hired a new coach this week. I'm super excited. So I still have my therapeutic work, my IFS coach, but I hired a um, coach and a mastermind and some of the documents are starting to come over. And one of them is a habits, not, they don't call it habits, but it's a tracking sheet in sales tracking. So those of us who've been in sales or been in sales school, been new, we're always taught to track. These days I don't track any of that stuff. And when I saw it, I just smiled. I smiled because I, I move throughout my life and business and my way of being, doing sales and lead generation and connection and invitation. And it's not as formal as it was when I was in real estate. If you ask me, did I work? A lot of times I'll say, no, I didn't work. But the fact is, I was doing what I call share your heart, show your work, sell your stuff. I have a whole class on it. And it's not about the activities. And it's not about tracking the activities, but it's about cultivating a way of being that is the effort and the task that over time allows you to trust in an outcome. I don't have faith that clients are coming. I trust that because of the behaviors I do, business will always come to me. I trust that I can amp it up or pull it back depending on my emotional state or my capacity. Not because it's a magical, mystical thing, but because I have so much time on task In the same way that you tie your shoe without thinking about it, I, as a self-employed business owner who part of my job is creating new clients and keeping the current ones, I move around the world with share your heart, show your work, sell your stuff. I, I don't think about that religiously. I trust, not in a miracle, but I trust in the processes that I do to create the results. And many of us were taught to focus on the result instead of building the process. So you were taught results-based goals versus process-based goals. When you do the processes, you can trust the results. You cannot not do the processes and trust the results. I think some people think manifestation or like I've heard back law of attraction, like it's the law of action. 
right? So faith, faith versus trust. Have faith in the magical, the unseen, the mystic, by all means. And you can gather evidence of results in faith, but trust takes time on task. Now, the second distinction I want to make is more of a subconscious one for many of us Gen Xers. Another reason, so outside of faith communities, another reason we might not be so attuned to trust is that many Gen Xers were left wild and free. There was not, there was a lot of chaos. Um, a lot of people's families worked. You were, we weren't, I wasn't a latchkey kid. I was 17 the first time. I was really lucky to have my mom at home, but a lot of people were latchkey kids. And they're just, there are some things that are reliable and I, I can't speak onto your life, but what I'm noticing when I talk to my fellow Gen X and very um, early, late baby, like the baby boomers closest to Gen X is that there was a lot of chaos in their life and there wasn't a lot of reliability and consistency. Um, it doesn't mean things were horrible, but we, there were no systems growing up. Like you never know if you came home to happy parents or mad parents. You never knew if <laughs> there was a lot of things you never knew if, right? It, it wasn't, I remember um, when I was young being a nanny for a family and she had a very specific way, like a very specific routine when the kids would come home from school, do this, 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 and this, and then do this. And I was like, this routine is so boring. And she was like, it's, it creates reliability for my children. Um, I love my parents. They were there at everything, but there was not a lot of subconscious emotional reliability. Okay. And so that chaos also short circuit and disrupts what trust is. And so what I'm wanting to bring forward to you today is an opportunity for self-inquiry about the distinctions of what trust is and are you using the word faith when you mean trust or are you forgetting which many of my clients do are you forgetting because you're so good at it that you actually can trust your results because you do put time and effort into the things that create your results. Why does your marriage work was a conversation that came up today. The marriage didn't come up just because of a decision. And honestly, it freaks me out when someone says, as long as you have Jesus in your marriage, no, that's not enough. You can have Jesus, but Jesus doesn't do the work of being married to your partner. You might call on Jesus for help, but Jesus doesn't do the work. You do the work. And um, the person that brought this up acknowledged like, oh, yes, I made a decision, but I made a decision to do the work every single day. And my partner made a decision to do the work every single day. And some of you business owners are have doubt and insecurity on your plate because you are not giving yourself 
you don't actually see that your storehouses are full. You don't actually see that you have done and already have ways of being and moving around the world and your life and your business that actually are those process steps. If you're newer in business, you may need to learn the habits of client creation and selling. You may need to track those. That's fine. But a lot of my clients have been doing business for 30 years. And if they don't have a result, something in their brain is saying you're not doing enough. But they are. And so I'm bringing trust forward today. So the final thing I'll say about this, trust versus faith. Trust is something that systemically and in society has been trained out of us from day one. We are subconsciously and consciously trained to trust everybody but ourselves. We are taught to trust our teachers. We are taught to trust our parents. We are taught to trust information. We're taught to trust the news. We're taught to trust our doctors. And we're not taught how to have a trusting relationship with ourselves. We might be taught how to talk to ourselves, but that's different than being with and in a trusting relationship with yourself. I have so much compassion for my super high achieving, get shit done, overperforming, people pleasing, over functioning, like managing everybody else's emotions. Because deep, 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 deep underneath there's chaos and the lack of trust. And that is not a criticism of any of you. And if it doesn't feel true, don't pick it up. This is just an invitation. To begin the journey of what would it look like? What would it sound like? How would I be with myself? What, what, are, what are the things that I can do that I can trust? I get in my car and drive it because I can trust that I know how to drive it. I can trust that it will hold me up. I sit down in this chair because I have so much experience sitting down in this chair and it holds me. So A, remember the things you're already doing. And if there's something missing, then you can add it and you can build that in. Last year, um, in 2020 or 21, I can't remember, kind of overlapping, I used to say to myself, my identity was, I don't do the kitchen. I don't do the kitchen. And I finally decided to quit saying that. A, I quit telling myself that language-wise. B, I decided what would I have to do to actually learn to do the kitchen? And instead of just saying, I want to be a cook, I want to be a cook, I was like, oh, how you become a cook is you become a person who cooks. And so I started cooking. And I started experimenting. And I started putting time on task. And I started with those HelloFresh meals. And I spent a year doing HelloFresh three times a week. I would do the activity of cooking. And today, I don't need the HelloFresh. I know how to shop. I know how to cook. I know how to make sauces. Because I put time on task. 
So I can trust. And in the past, honestly, if you asked me to cook for you and you were at my house, I would kind of panic because I didn't have those skills. I felt very insecure about it. If you want to lose weight or be healthy, the identity isn't I'm somebody who loses weight, I'm somebody who bees healthy. The identity is I'm somebody who likes chicken and vegetables and I am somebody who walks every single day. The combination of those two things has lost me 12 pounds. My identity isn't about losing weight. My identity is the trust building processes that lead to the result. That's all I wanted to share with you. The difference between faith and trust. And then if you're Gen X, please be so tender with really deep inside of you because it's very likely if you're Gen X that um, even if you were totally loved and your parents were there, there was probably still a lot of chaos. If you come from an alcoholic family, I guarantee you there was chaos. If you come from a divorced family, I guarantee you there was chaos. If you had a death in your family, um, if you had a really great family, it's very possible there was still chaos. Frankly, I haven't met anybody who didn't have a chaotic childhood. And the impact that's now showing up in our 50s, oh, that's where it started. But you don't have to be your past. You can decide to upgrade your internal system. All right, peace out. Let me know if you have any questions or comments. Thank you for spending time with me. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper, come check out the Soli Self-Leadership Society. It's my online coaching membership community, a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of soulful success It's a special community of small business owners just like you, and it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee. Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening, and I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better, better is better.